Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're A, a Couple, couple of, of Characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And we're taking a little break from our normal format because today is Thanksgiving here in the U.S. This episode is inspired by a podcast we both love called Wonderful. We wanted to discuss the reasons that we are enthusiastic slash thankful about role-playing games. And later, we're also going to be talking about Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, the newly released Wizards of the Coast 5e resource book. Yeah, so I think what we'll start out with is a little bit about Wonderful. It's a podcast where a husband and wife talk about things that they love and are enthusiastic about, and they usually do two each episode, but we each have three reasons that we like D&D. So, Quinn, why don't you start us off? What's your first reason that you're thankful for D&D? I am thankful for the community, especially on Twitter. I just really love seeing all of the creative things everyone comes up with, and I love connecting with people who are just as passionate and enthusiastic about tabletop gaming as I am. Yeah, it's also great to be on there and then you see a tweet or like find a new person that follows you or you follow them and you're like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Like I saw one, I think it's called Romancing the Dungeon and they are like each looking for love, but they're doing like an actual play podcast, but their their characters are all looking for love. I just thought it was pretty funny. That's such a great hook. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. I, I've had a lot of fun interacting with people on there. Yeah. And what's your first thing? So my first thing is similar, but it is more of the in real life version. So my first thing would be the friends that you can make through D&D or the connections you can make through like liking D&D or, you know, D&D podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Do you have an example? Yeah. So I did an internship uh, over a summer once and I wore a critical role t-shirt one day and one of the other interns was like oh do you like critical role and I was like, and then we started talking and that conversation turned into we ran a little or that guy also named Alex he ended up running a little uh, mini campaign through the summer while we were at that internship so that was a lot of fun and like just a great place to get better acquainted with my fellow interns and, you know, yeah. have fun. And you're still playing a game with him to this Yeah, day. I still play a game with Alex and Andrew also playing that game who was our current DM. So yeah. it's pretty great, you know. All right, what's your next thing, Quinn? I love the collaborative storytelling. Ah, uh, yes. This is why we all play D or, well, it's probably not why we all play, but this is a very important part to a lot of people. Yes. It's the reason that, or one of the reasons you and I really love playing D&D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just love sitting around a table, or not, because, you know, COVID, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just enjoy, like, being with a group of friends and playing a game and just working on a an epic story together. Yeah. Do you want to give a quick example of maybe, like, one of your favorite storytelling moments? I'm st I'm springing this on you. You I are know you springing didn't prepare it, on me. it. I didn't prepare this. Okay, so in the first game Alex and I ever played in, my character Tamaril, she uh, lawful paladin wanted to catch this halfling that was running away because we wanted to just talk to him for some information. Unfortunately, Tamaril and another character 
that we're chasing were kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. So this halfling was running away, and I just wanted them to slow down. So I was... Oh, the guards think, were trying to catch yeah, this person. You, you did. So I did some, like, firebolt damage or something. Yeah, because you had the magic initiate or feet. Yeah. So you got so a couple cantrips. Yeah, so I was doing firebolt on, like, guards or whatever to stop them. Yep, started attacking this turn from chasing this halfling that was, like, you know, an innocent citizen to the guards are now fighting us. <laughs> yeah, because they, well, they wanted to apprehend this halfling mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't remember why, but whatever. But then it turned into trying to apprehend you because you were attacking them. <laughs> yeah, and then, yes, yeah, so then we got away. But the other person did, I think, who is also lawful, kill a guard. At least uh, one guard. I think he did. Yeah, because the, I had softened him up. Yeah, my, my favorite part of this uh, little encounter, too, was that the rogue and my ranger who were both kind of the chaotic characters just kind of stood on the city wall and watched this all take place and did not contribute to like either helping you catch the halfling or helping you kill the guards we just kind of watched it take place and we looked at each other like aren't we the chaotic ones like what is going on yeah so that was pretty funny yeah what is your second reason you're thankful? Okay, so I'm going to do the second reason here that I have is that I like rolling dice. You know, you got to get them clicky clackies out and roll them bones. And it's a lot of fun to, you know, throw the dice and just see what happens. Unfortunately, you know, we haven't been able to do that as much with playing online. And it's just easier to use the roll 20 dice roller than it is to roll by hand and then you know but i just i think rolling dice is a lot of fun especially you get that fireball going you get 8d6 shake them all up it is very satisfying to just have a grip of dice and just roll them and see what happens yeah it's nothing like it you know yes all right uh what's your last thing so my last thing is how adaptable it is for distance so right now We're in the midst of the global pandemic, COVID-19, and I am thankful that we can continue playing our weekly game via Roll20 and, you know, like, having group calls and stuff. Um, Even, like, many years ago when I started playing, um, the reason I started playing was because Alex had started grad school and I was still in undergrad, and we were three hours away, and I wanted um, something that, you know, we could do together and keep our long-distance relationship going. Yeah, shared activity. Yeah, so I really liked that we could do that then, and now, you know, it just helps keep it going. Right, I know that one of our fellow players on in our Monday night game, she said one week that she loves the D&D call, because she's like, I know that I'm going to have, like, people to talk to every Monday night, you know? And it's just, like, a great way to keep that uh, community going in a time where we're all isolated, so. Yes, definitely. And what's your last thing? Okay, my last thing, I saved this for last because I'm not sure how many people will relate to it, but maybe a lot will. But I, for me, as a person that has lost his vision or some of his vision... 
and can no longer play video games, which I did a lot in high school and earlier, I now can use D&D as kind of a way to play these RPG games like Ocarina of Time or, you know, Skyrim, things like that. But now I'm playing D&D and it's like, it's not exactly a video game, but it's kind of replaced video games for me. Yeah, which I think is something that a lot of people, you know, don't even consider is that it's, it is a lot like a video game, but it's, it gives you even more power and control of what you can do, which I like a lot. Right, it's like open world video games are great, but D&D is like, well, now I've taken that to the extreme. Do I want to open a bakery and make my character become a baker? I could do that in D&D. Yeah. You might not stick with the party once you open a bake shop. You might have to roll a new character if that character retires, but still it's like, well, you know, in Ocarina of Time, Link can't just retire and become a baker. Right. You got to go save Zelda or, you know, the world or whatever. I don't remember. I haven't played. I haven't finished that game in many years. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you save Zelda, though she is. And the world, I think. You definitely do save the world. But anyway, that's not important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, this just goes to show that role-playing games and D&D are awesome, and we love them, and we're just really thankful that we have them in our lives. Yeah, so, I mean, I think if you guys think of any reasons you're thankful, or if you like the reasons we gave, you should let us know what you're thankful for. And we'll get to that later. We'll give you the details on how you can reach us. But are we going to talk about Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, the new D&D 5e book that came out last week? Yes, we are. But before we talk about Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, let's hear from another podcast. Are you ready for Super Idols RPG? A rotating cast of today's hottest up-and-coming tabletop players in one all-new power-packed podcast. Super Idols. Move into a new dimension with the year's biggest pop music-themed, magical girl-inspired masks campaign. Super Idols. Now you can have all your favorite nerdy roleplay in a funny, sincere, diverse, character-driven package. Super Idols. Meet soon-to-be chart-topping idols like Violence Violet, Bane Raven, Symphoria, Elementum, Queen Bee, Warcry, and Karen. Karen. Super Idols RPG, the internet's premier narrative play podcast about super-powered teen idols. Call the number on your screen now to order Super Idols RPG on CD or cassette, or stream it wherever podcasts are sold. Must be 13 years or older to listen because we do sometimes say Please do not actually try to order a CD or cassette from us. That's just part of the parody. Please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to yourself because you deserve something nice in the mail today. And seriously, come listen to Super Idols RPG. It's pretty cool and it's a fun show and we think you'll like it. Visit superidolsrpg.castos.com for more details. Alright, now that we're back, we're going to talk about why we're excited about Tashin's Culture of Everything, which just came out this past week. So, Alex, what are you most excited about? Oof, good question, Quinn. I'm most excited about the magical tattoos. What are you most excited about, Quinn? All right, well, there's a couple things. But one of them is the Artificer class being published finally. 
and reading through the options it just looks like a lot of fun so i'm very excited about the prospect of playing that right i mean one of them is literally i got an iron man suit that's that's my favorite one (laughs) and that's what i was going to mention and then i'm also very excited about the custom lineages slash ancestry which just really gives the players the ability to move past the basic race options and really embrace creativity and show that hey you know you can be exactly what you want to be and not be limited by these boxes that we've created right and if you still want to be a a wood elf ranger you can still use the original wood elf ranger like stats and stuff but right. you, you don't have to use these but they're an option if you want to be a goliath ranger you know yeah, i think it'll be a lot of yeah fun. maybe you were a goliath who happened to be raised by wood elves who knows like so i, I just really like that yeah and then another thing that I really like that they added is the prosthetic limb magic item because I think it's just, we've talked about this before, but it's important to normalize disabilities and just show that people have them and they're normal. Yeah, we're still waiting on that white cane magic item for the blind PC in your life. But, yes. I mean, you can humble one, no problem. For sure. So I mentioned the magic tattoos, Quinn. What is your favorite magic tattoo or better question? Which one would you get tattooed on your body if you had the option? Okay. So I personally probably don't want a tattoo actually. But if but it's I were magic. Yeah. Okay. But if I were to get a tattoo of this magical variety I would want the Illuminator's tattoo, mm-hmm. which lets you write with your fingertips like it's an ever-flowing, like, never-ending ink pen. Yes. And I just think that's really cool to just, oh, yeah, no problem. I don't need to find a pen in my purse. I got one in my fingertips. That one is cool, but I really thought you were going to pick the one where once you use the spell that's stored, it goes away. <laughs> you know, that just, like, makes sense for, like, Quinn as a person. Mm-hmm. But if I had to get one that would be permanent, it'd be that one. Sure. All right. What tattoo would you get? So I looked at all these and a lot of them I thought, this doesn't really apply to my real life. (laughs) But the one I like the most is the Shadowfell band. All right. You want to tell the listeners? Yeah. So this one will let you have dark vision. So as a human, I don't have dark vision. And, Quinn, you know this about me, but I usually like to wander around our place in the dark without lights on. I have way too many lights on always, in Alex's opinion. Yes. When I lived alone in grad school, there was nary a light turned on. (laughs) Unless I came to visit. Right. (laughs) And so it'd be great to be able to see even better in the dark. Mm -hmm. And then you also get advantage on stealth, which don't know that I necessarily need that, but... Nothing wrong with being you know, a little so sneakier. Yeah, you can sneak up on me even more when I'm, you know, putting something away in the closet. And mm-hmm. you just sneak up behind me and scare the bejesus out of me. Yep, that sounds good. <laughs> and then also, once a day, I could take half damage using my reaction. Seems like it'd be very useful with all those fights you get in. Well, see, <laughs> what I was, I thought about this too. And what I thought would be funny, you know, I'd probably use it on something stupid like I stub my toe and then, oof, took a little less damage. That toe stubbing didn't hurt as much. Or if you pull on me and fall down the stairs. Right. And of course, the day I use it on my toe being stubbed, I'll get in a car crash or something like important 
Of course, on that day, because that's just how life works. Of course. Yeah, so I think that those are kind of a little preview of the magic tattoos that you can find. Got anything else for us, Gwen? There also are a lot of really cool new subclass options. I like that for all of the, even the published classes, they actually gave more options for subclasses. What is your favorite new subclass? So I had three that really stood out to me, and I'm just, I didn't really read through the details. We I mainly just read through the, the little paragraph at the front. Mm-hmm. And the three that stood out to me were a fighter subclass, a rune knight. So in this one, you get magical runes that you can do a little magic with to enhance your fighting. Yeah, I think you can like have them on your weapons or your shields or armor or something like that. Yep. Uh, the second one was the ranger swarm keeper. And in this one, you are a ranger with a swarm of some sort of like fae type creatures that surround you and help you in battles. And the final one was the rogue phantom subclass. And this one, uh, you're kind of a rogue that is straddling the lines between life and death, which I'm always a big fan of that kind of flavor. What about you, Quinn? What are your favorite subclasses that have been added? So I mentioned the armorer artificer, which again, I do think it'd be a lot of fun to basically be Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And I also, I love a barbarian and I love the path of the beast. So I just, I think it's cool that you can like get claws and teeth and really lean into the the animal yeah i mean if you go into a rage what is to stop you from biting or clawing someone exactly and now probably would (laughs) at least my inner cat yes perfect (laughs) (laughs) so one last thing we should mention talk about the tasha's cauldron of everything We got a new affiliate link, right, Quinn? Yeah, so we're excited to announce that we've recently launched a storefront on bookshop.org, which is this really cool online store that supports local independent bookstores. Over 75% of their profits go to supporting bookstores and authors, and books ordered through bookshop.org also have a small discount compared to, like, a brick-and-mortar store. And every book purchased through our affiliate link gives us a 10% commission, and then They also give a matching 10% to independent bookstores, which is really cool. Yeah, so if you buy Tasha's Cauldron Everything for, let's say, $50, we would get $5, and then a bookstore of your choice would get $5. Yes. And if you can't decide on on an independent bookstore, they just split the profits evenly between all independent bookstores. So that's pretty cool, too. Awesome. Yeah. And you can also buy other books on there and still help us out. It doesn't have to be Tasha's Cauldron of Everything or even a D&D book. It could just be the Bible. I don't know. I don't know what you're buying. <laughs> That's true. I was going to mention that we also, we did make a a little bookshelf that has all the D&D resource books on there so that you can easily find them we also put um one for all of the books that we mention when we talk about books on the show and we also made bookshelves for each of our favorite books yeah so there's a list of books on there for quinn and i that are not necessarily mutually exclusive but they are distinct and we have our favorite books or some of them on there yes You can find more information about our show at acoupleofcharacterspodcast.com. 
have ideas or feedback, or need help creating your next character, email us at a couple of characters pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, the ratings really help us out. You can also tell a friend about the show and get them to listen and then make them rate it. And there you go, more ratings. Yes. And another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor, and you can just search a COC podcast there as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex in Winterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Naughty Dr. Quim. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. Okay, thanks for just stomping on my thunder. Those were my two things. Oh, boy. All right, let me just think of another thing. <laughs>